You are now tuned in to the Windy City Benders Podcast. This is WCVP. We're back. It's, a, it's, it's another edition of the Windy City Bender Podcast. It's only been about two months, but uh, we're back. We're, we're, we're in multiple states, but we're, we're here. Yeah, hockey ended, and then uh, we just have been hanging out <laughs> waiting, waiting for it to start up again. We've had all this time of hockey to talk about, but we're like, you know what? Let's wait till it's over. Yeah, Hawks aren't in it, so no Hawks news <laughs> during that time, right? Yeah, so, yeah, but um, yeah. So uh, before we get started, I just wanted to say really quick a big thank you for everybody who let me vent on the last like little mini episode, and a huge thank you to like a lot of you guys. Actually, you guys reached out and just checked in on me. I really appreciate that. It means a lot, and I promise, no more sad shit. Going forward, we're having fun. Tanner's back. <laughs> Tanner. Yeah, kind of. I'm yeah, in New Mexico. Even, yeah, <laughs> New Mexico, you know, just a little, nothing important happened on that trip or anything like that. Oh, yeah. It's, I don't know. We've been hiking, just did a few things. Just my girlfriend and I went to visit my mom and I don't know, I got engaged. It's like, no big deal. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, it just did it on top of a mountain. It's all right. It's, you know, it's what everybody does. It was literally like six guys next to me just waiting their turn <laughs> to just say, ask their girlfriends to marry them. It was, it's just the perfect spot. When you were telling me that you were going to do it, like, when you guys were hiking and going on a mountain, I was kind of hoping that there would be, like, you, like, go, there's, like, another, like, couple up there, and you pull out the ring first and go do it, and that guy's just like, son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he just, like, pulls me to the side. He's like, yo, dude, I was here first. It's like, yeah, but. Who had the ring out, man? Yeah, not fucking cool, man. But that's <laughs> that's awesome. Congrats to you guys. Appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. It looked really the scenery was really awesome. So pumped. was she surprised or was it like Oh absolutely? About? It was so fucking funny. So like I didn't tell my mom and I didn't and, and my girlfriend didn't know at the time either. But I was like, Hey, let's take a picture here along the edge of the mountain. <laughs> and she's like, Yeah, like and then she, we take one, take another. And I told my mom, like, t- keep taking pictures. And then they're like, okay. I was like, okay, well, how about one more? And then I like, pulled it out and like did it. And then she went, <laughs> the first thing she said is, oh my God, what is happening? Oh my God. And then, <laughs> and then she got down to my level <laughs> and just started crying. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and my mom just goes, what's happening? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> she like starts to stop. <laughs> snapping photos again and it was just like this is the like the funniest like reaction thing i've ever seen in my life oh my and god then, that's amazing and then i just held the ring for a while because she didn't know what to do and she kept like coming standing up and coming down and then hugging me and, not, and like letting go and then i was like so yeah was there ever like a yes at all I was said? Like, yeah i was like so will you and then she's like uh, yeah of course and i was like i'm dead i'm like i took it out to like put it on and i'm death gripping it because she's hugging me so much yeah. like we're on the side of this <laughs> cliff right here. It's like, oh, Jesus Christ. But yeah, it worked out. It was fantastic. That's awesome. Well, congrats, guys. And yeah, looking forward to that. I think that's going to be another fucking, you know, party and a half because you got now you, Noli. Fucking let's go. Everybody's growing up. That's right. But, all right. So, playoff happened. Yeah. Gotta say, were you expecting them to actually pull this off to get this whole playoff done? I mean, after the first couple of weeks, I was like, yeah, I mean, it's, it seemed like they had a good like way of doing it. Like they tested everybody every week. Nobody left the bubble. Like I don't, and nobody came into the bubble besides like the families during the conference finals, but I'm sure like they had, they probably quarantined like 
everybody, like everybody almost on their way to the conference finals, they probably had them quarantined and then brought them in. Yeah, they had to do like the 14-day quarantine and then they could only come in if they were already in Canada. So like nobody from the States was oh, allowed to go Oh, well, yeah, that, make, that yeah. makes sense though too because like Canada's not allowing Americans unless it's like for business maybe. I don't know. Another... But nobody's allowing Americans because <laughs> we're too good at <laughs> the virus. Fucking everything up. <laughs> Yeah, like, I know when I first got kind of announced, I was like, yeah, let's go. But at the same time, I'm like, NHL is not the greatest at actually, like, planning and, you know, having stuff well, correctly. But well done. Got to give them they, the props. Yeah, they did it great. Uh, NFL has issues already. Um, and the baseball had tons of issues at the start yeah. of their season. And I'm just really glad that they they pulled it off. Like you I said, like, I feel baseball, like – Cubs about to get knocked out by a team that I don't even think played the full 60 game schedule because they were like missed like fucking a shit ton of games for being like a COVID hotspot. But that's another yeah. sport, another podcast. Like, <laughs> yeah, seriously, that's not that's not our podcast here. <laughs> <laughs> so we started a new podcast. It's about the Cubs. <laughs> that would be fucking hilarious. Um, but yeah, no, like I said, like after like the first couple of weeks, I was just like, yeah, they pretty much got this nailed down. Like the guys are just having a great time spending it with all the boys, you know, like they have like a ton of amenities and just beers, beers with what the boys. <laughs> then what we kind of like during our hiatus, um, there was like a story that came up that the Capitals like gave two shits about actually playing hockey, that they were, they're just treated as like a, like another vacation, like yeah, a vacation. Really there was right. reports saying that they were like showing up to games hungover, like qualifying round games hungover. They were, Fucking just drinking, hanging out by the pool, and all oh, that kind of stuff. That's I like, can see that. It's like, how can well, you they, not, though? They have like a strange group of like older and younger guys, don't they? I like, think so. Yeah. Like I feel, I can feel like a lot, like Jacob Verana, and like maybe like his crew of guys were probably like, let's fucking rage. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, you know what's? Oh, fuck, man. Pat Maroon's a back-to-back Stanley Cup champion. Dude, that's insane. Did you it's see? The, it's the first time since 1961 a guy has won back-to-back Stanley Cup, uh, Stanley Cups with two different teams. Man, Pat Maroon, who would have thunk? Who would have? Yeah, right? Did you see well, that this, clip that came out with him and Line? One? Him and Line mic'd up, and Line goes, "You know, you're fat," and he goes, "I may be chubby, but I'm effective." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he's fucking hilarious. And I'm, what he only had like a one year deal, probably, right? Yeah. I, yeah so I'm putting my money on him going to either Dallas so that he doesn't eliminate them from the playoffs for a third year in the row, or he goes to Vegas so that they can eliminate Dallas next year. Oh my God. I mean, at this point, you have to just like, if you're him, I would just keep taking one year tickets and just go into like the favorites. Like, I honestly like. How much I gotta look up how much he got paid. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta look it up because yeah, he's he's effective. And also, like, how sick is it that Steven Stamkos came in for two and a half minutes and scored a fucking goal in the Stamkos not even final? just a goal, a fucking <laughs> snipe. Yeah. Like, it's just he's unbelievable. I just it was a fun it was a fun playoffs to watch, especially since Boston lost early oh, and yeah. St. Louis lost early. And I was like, oh thank God, my nightmare is cannot happen again but man oh man let's see so patrick maroon oh shit now i gotta click on his name yeah because he's already off the team and 
Like, yeah, as soon friendly. as as soon as that happened, cat. By the way, cat friendly. I fucking love you. Your website's the best. <laughs> I surf cat friendly like on a daily basis. Oh yeah, for no it's reason like, at all. It's just all so. Right, he signed a one-year ticket for nine hundred thousand dollars, oh and last year it was a one-year ticket for one point seven five. I gotta feel like it's gonna go up, you know. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna be cheap as shit again. Unless he wants to go for that back to back to back, he signed like a real cheap ticket with the team because you know all the teams, flat cap, not gonna have much room to work you with. Go to the Islanders. They got a speedy team that could use a big body. Uh, I'm excited for the off season. It's gonna be so quick. <laughs> there's so much, yeah. There's so much to talk about it too. It's like it's a it's a quick turnaround. It's Tuesday's the draft and. Three days after that first round, it's the free agency starts. I yep. mean, have they like confirmed when they're staying, like starting the season, or is it like are they shooting for December first? Or I don't know. I it it didn't. I haven't seen anything, but I haven't really looked it up either. But I thought it was like mid December, early January is what they're okay. going for. Um, it would be kind of cool to see the Winter Classic be the first game of the year. Yeah, that would be sick. If they are they still doing that? Like I don't know. I but doubt it because the whole thing is to bring in money. as many fans as possible. Yeah. Um, but is there anything that you wanted to talk about in the playoffs before we like start yeah, talking yeah. more so, offseason stuff? So here, this actually works. We got one really good riding pine question that I think it's like kind of a hot t- like a hot button issue with people talking about the Stanley Cups and the playoff and actually all the sports with the shortened season. So we got a riding pine question. Well, I'm going to insert the audio right here. You're riding the pine pony, pal. And so this one came from our website. It was anonymous. I wish you would put your name because this is an awesome question. So who gets the biggest asterisk on the Stanley Cup? The Tampa Bay Lightning as a whole or Steven Stamkos? Oh, man. I don't think there's an asterisk at all. I think it was a, a definitely a tough one to come back and win. And I don't – I think it's kind of shitty that you could see it as like an asterisk for Stamkos because he's been with that team – for what 12 years at this point he's he's, he's the he's heart been, and soul of that team yeah he's like he's literally like the seabrook of that team like like the guy off no matter what even off the ice he he's seen he's the leader i mean he's a captain obviously but he's like he's seen as that guy that they can go to and like you know keep everybody in line and to get them motivated and all that kind of stuff and it's it's such a cliche and i know we say it a lot because our a lot of our captains are guys that contribute more than just skill wise but it's like he is so much better at being a captain, like for what he can offer the team off the ice too, as he is on the ice, which is yeah, incredible. Like it's hard to see, hard to say because how good of a player he is on the ice. He was also probably one of the more deserving players of the cup. With like when you're counting deserving players right now, he was probably one of the top ones too. And oh, yeah. I, I mean that team, the team isn't the same without him all, all these twelve years. You know, like yeah. And the crazy thing is. Because they won it without him, imagine they have him like a full season again. Like they like last year, like they had an insane season. They just got, like shat the bed in the playoffs, and then this year they were like, "No, we're not going to do that again." But could you imagine if they did the playoffs again this year with Stamkos? Though, like they could have just swept everybody, probably. Oh yeah, like they, there would have been no chance in hell for these teams, especially with the, how dirty that power play can be. Oh god, they. I'm trying but to Jesus find Christ, Victor Hedman, unbelievable fucking playoffs. Yeah, I'm it's, trying to find something honestly, really quick about Stamkos that I saw Steve Dangle tweet out. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, here we if, go. I was gonna say just to answer the kind of question though, like if it had to be an asterisk on anything, it would probably have to be on Stamkos. It would have, yeah, because so okay, 
first about the Stamkos, why it's like so it's like a tough break for him, like his whole career. Uh, twenty ten Olympic snub, he scores fifty one goals. Twenty eleven Game Seven of the Eastern Conference Final, face broken, loses. Twenty fourteen Olympic lock breaks his leg. Twenty fifteen Stanley Cup Final, Tampa Bay's top goal scorer and their goalie gets hurt, losing six to I don't know what team that was. <laughs> the Nashville Predators. Yeah. Um, 2018, another year that he probably would have been Olympic lock. NHL is not allowed in the Olympics. Last year, first place, he was swept round one. This year, out six and a half months, including three in the bubble, returns for game three of the Stanley Cup finals and scores in that game. Then he's out again. Like, the dude just does not catch a break at all. Yeah. That's but, crazy. Um, yeah, he would have to have the asterisk and – if if you had to put one, I don't think he he does. He made the requirements that needed to be on the cup. Like anybody saying that he didn't even deserve to lift that cup up, like he should have like let Hedman do it or something like that. I think that's ridiculous. That's not that's not even like an. Option. I think if you ask any of those players either, they would be like, "Yes, yeah, Samkos lifts it first. Like, yeah, like I'm sure he's the reason that they all fucking fight as hard as they do as well. Like." And then he just so, seems like that kind of amazing kind of player, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's friends with friends, a guy that was on our show, Frank from hockey Illuminati. And I, I messaged him and I asked him, cause I was curious before the final start, I go, if they win this cup without Stamkos, do you think that hurts his like repetition? Like, does that, does it like take him down a notch in the books of everybody and all that kind of stuff? And he said, essentially what we're saying, like he is such a good person and, what he means to that team outside of the outside off the rink like you just can't even go by it so i mean if anybody deserves to lift that cup up even if only playing two minutes and 47 seconds it was scoring a goal yeah right <laughs> um but then people talking the whole argument about it should these championships have asterisk this year for all sports um there was one tweet that kind of went viral after the game um I'm not even gonna say the guy's name. He doesn't deserve it. Um, not as difficult to win a cup when you're when there's no road games, no travel. Still a difficult thing to win it all. Tampa gave lots of sweat and blood to make this happen, but let's not compare bubble hockey with real the real thing. Barclay Goodrow replied, "You tried going through what we went through. Not seeing our families for months, living in a hotel for sixty plus days. Twenty four teams that had a chance. No home ice advantage for either. But hey, say what you want." This, I think, is the hardest Stanley Cup. This was probably the hardest Stanley Cup to win, I think. Yeah. I, it's, I think it's pretty much up there. I mean, the other cool things about it, too, are, like, the records that were set during these playoffs that, like, will never be broken. Like, Vasilevsky's won the most playoff games in a single, like, playoff se- like season Yeah, with 18 wins. Like, that's not going to happen again unless they change the playoff format or something like this happens. Like, hopefully it never happens again. Um. Bennington, five, five fucking uh, playoff losses in one in like what in a season Caesar, series? I don't series, know how you yeah. what it was, but I remember that was really funny. <laughs> Darn, poor guy. Just all the great records that probably won't be broken. But um, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's tough. Like you can't, you can't just you can't say that it's going to be easier because there's no like home ice advantage. There's no road like fans when there's no fans <laughs> there. You're not even like, you're not home. You're, you're basically on the road for, th- for like two and a half months. That's what you are. And it's you're just in weird. hotel beds. Like you don't get, you have three, two plus months of 
some of these, I mean, I'm sure they put nice hotel beds in there, but there's yeah. still a difference of sleeping in a hotel bed in your own bed. Like, but you're, you're living in a, you know, bubble. You're li- yeah. essentially living in a cage. Like you can't go anywhere. You, you, you can't just like go travel or go get some air outside. And like, you can't leave the bubble. Like that's insane. Like you start to go crazy. Like we, when we quarantined at the start of everything, you were supposed to stay inside for two weeks. And I was starting to go crazy after that. Yeah. Like two and a half months of not being able to, to go like, more than like 300 feet from your room or whatever i don't know like it's fucking crazy yeah i yeah you can't talk about that no road games they're all road games like i don't know i think they good on these guys um definitely stronger stronger men than most because it's like just that fact they're away from their families for that long i don't know many people that would be able to do that i mean you had a couple players leave just because of stuff that came up but it's still it's it's tough. And I guess the last thing I want to, Oh, the two things. One, the biggest disappointment of the whole thing was that they didn't put in booze during the trophy presentation. Oh, yeah, for with Batman. Batman. yeah. That they missed an opportunity. Like that would have been like, just probably the cherry on top of the Sunday for this whole playoff situation. I thought he said he was going to do that. I know. I thought so too. <laughs> It's like that would have been so funny, but you either know, way, it, it was really funny though when he was like putting the like, like being like, "Oh, Stanley Cup champions are like them," because he held the mic and he was just like saying something to somebody, but he still held the yeah. mic up to somebody. <laughs> You're like, "What is he? he like, put the mic down, bud." Like, yeah. Oh man, he just knows that he's got probably a few more fans now because he was able to pull this off and he did a great job. And he's like, "Oh, they probably want to boo me anyways," but no, we would have booed you. Um, so then I guess my last yeah. question for the play about this whole playoffs before we switch it over. Um, do you want to see them adapt to this type of playoff format? No, <laughs> I, I don't, I want just the regular 16. I wish you would just go back to the reseeding. Like this yeah. one was, I yes. like that. I don't yeah. like the divisional like bullshit. Cause you get the, like the two top teams end up playing each other in the second round. And you're like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah. Um, I like that better, but no, I wouldn't want them to fucking do 24 teams with a round robin and, and like a five game wild card play. in. like, that's way too much. There's 31 teams in the league. You don't need seven to not make it. Yeah. I mean, it was a cool, it was a really cool concept. It was really, they got creative. It was awesome to see, but it's one of those things that, yeah, I would not be upset if we never saw it ever again. <laughs> so fingers crossed no more pandemics in the world um <laughs> yeah hope hopefully yeah um any do you got any final thoughts on playoffs or anything like that no but i got a thought on off season all right let's, Light, lightning yeah let's hear it. <laughs> since they did it all without steven stamkos do you think he's expendable when it when it comes down to it they have 5.3 million right now in uh projected cap space how many guys they have signed how many like Right now, they have 15, 15 signed. The big guys they don't have signed that are RFAs are Anthony Shirelli and uh, Michael um, Mikhail Sergachev. Ooh, that's a, that's a big one right there. And there's no way in hell they're going to get Bogosian or Shattenkirk on the, like those cheap-ass deals when they just got from like their bought-out deals. Doesn't Vasilevsky go from like a 3.5 to like a 9.6? He's at 9.5. 9.5. Yeah, 9.5. Yeah. He like went up $6 million or something like that. Bro, yeah, I think so. He's making more than Stamkos. 
I mean, he's making yeah, Kucherov money. If if you have to move anybody, like if anybody on that team is pro- like it's spendable, like, and that's just it, it just completely contradicts everything we just said about how important. No, I know, but you, when you get like you, you then you look at it like the team did it without him. Yeah. he's thirty. He's got four years left on his deal. If you need money and you just did it without him, even though like. Did you really do it all without him? Like, I'm sure he had some sort of part in it. Like, he's been there the whole time. Yeah, I mean, he's been there, but it's it's like the morale role, not the yeah, nice stuff. I mean, yeah, I would say he is expendable. I Who, I think if I'm if I'm a if I'm any other kind of team that has a little bit of cap space and maybe I'd like a bubble, asking, I'm probably asking about Steven Stamkos, like a bubble team, maybe possibly. Like, yeah, because I don't think a team that's like. I don't think an Arizona or an Ottawa or anything like that's going to be like an, like an Islanders. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Or oh, season's going to be so oh. interesting. So interesting. Flat Isn't, cap. You play. Yeah. Don't you have play any fucking thing. And then it's like, I know it's another off season from now, but it's like this whole flat cap thing too. Everybody's like, Oh man, Seattle's not going to be able to, to fleece all the teams because they learn from Vegas. Huh? Nope, flat cap. These teams are gonna guess, get desperate. Yeah, yep. Like, guess who's got <laughs> guess who's got cap space? Seattle. <laughs> well, that's the thing that we've already started seeing is like uh, Detroit is gonna is fully prepared to that literally weaponize their cap space. <laughs> and like I think that was a pretty good deal that they did. They got a second and Mark Stahl for nothing. Cause Mark Stahl only has one year left on his deal at five point seven. Like the Rangers also, by the way, are just being like fuck everything that's over 29 years old <laughs> yeah i mean that's that's i guess we can talk about that really quick yeah dude i'm all over the place i just a lot no, to talk about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no so one thing if we want to get rid of seabrook or something like that to yeah. save money you're looking at a team like detroit and i don't think detroit's going to be too nice to chicago and be like yeah just like We'll take a second. <laughs> like, yeah. No, you were talking. I mean, talking about so talking about the Hawks, what they need to do because they are. It's no secret. I mean, it's the story of the last what 10, 12, 15 years now. Mm. Absolute cap hell. Love it. Um, Hawks, I think have like seven, seven point nine. In cap space. Yeah. It's seven point eight three zero. Three, yeah. We have to sign. I mean, Crawford's a RF or not an RF. He's a free agent. Are we doing Hawks talk right now? Yeah, let's do Hawks talk. Might as well. Hawks talk. Hawks. Um. So Crawford's a U of UFA. Malcolm Subban's an RFA. Uh, Cuckoo's an RFA. Kubalik's an RFA. Strom's an RFA. Kajula's an RFA. So all right. Tanner, how would you sign all those guys for only $7 million? Go. Give them all minor <laughs> league deals. <laughs> and I say, take it or leave it. Well, Crawford got offered one year, $3.5 million. Yeah, and he might not take it. He didn't like that. He might test the free agency. So then I'm saying, hey, Henrik Lundqvist, I want to come in and play for us for a year for a million dollars? If if we were legitimately like a, a team that was a cup contender, I think he would. Yeah, but we're not. But yeah, but here's here's my thing though too. So Crawford, 
is in, I don't know if he was insulted. He just didn't. He felt like he deserved more than that than that what he got. The one year point three point five. The Hawks then apparently kicked the tires on uh, Kemper. Oh yeah. In Arizona, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, who's got two years at four point two five. So, well, that's probably if they're going to be taking some cap back in like that. Yeah. So, but um, here's trade. here's my question: If you're hell bent on giving Crawford like one at least one more year, why not just give him that extra million dollars to see if he like? That's no. not it. It's not just because it's four point two five versus three point five. It's it would be. I'm sure they're trading like an asset where it would be like. You get you get Kemper and we're trading them like our first and like Dahan or Mata yeah, or something like Strom that. Again. Like, yeah, giving back Strom. No, because Strom doesn't just, have a cap yeah. right now. No, I know. I just it doesn't make it doesn't make sense for me like to go on and you know I don't know why I just think they want to keep Crawford. I just think that they would do give the cap hit that you know the cap hit that they would take and then hopefully Dalia and whoever maybe the. the if they could get that goalie in the draft. Uh, yeah. I, well, here, I'm going to go with my I'm initial go, thought, my initial thought, with, how do I sign everybody? Yeah, real my quick? initial thought when that, that rumor first came out was a lot better than what it is now. I probably should have wrote down what I was thinking at that time. Cause it's <laughs> like three weeks ago. Let's see for, for Cuckoo. I say, if you want him back on the team, you probably offer him like a, like a one or two year, one million dollar deal. Yeah, um, I mean, he proved he proved be, he proved. Just, I think he earned a spot. I think. Yeah, I'm. I'm just saying because, like, in in one in two years, there's a decent amount of money coming off. If like the team ends up staying the same, um, I don't know, but like I think right now, like target number one would be Kublik, and I would offer him like a three four year deal around four point five. Do you give him like a Debrinket type bridge, like three year deal, four year deal? He's twenty five, so he wouldn't he wouldn't oh, be right. an yeah. RFA in three years. He would be like a it would be like a one year deal for him to possibly still be an RFA. Um, Strom would be like a three year deal, but if I did Strom, I would only do like two million, and then if he doesn't sign it, you basically qualify him. And, and then if anybody wants to fucking toss out a an offer sheet, you see what that's going to be worth, and you probably just take the picks. I don't know. Like I feel like Strom's going to be, if anything, Kub, like Kirby Doc is getting so much better so quickly that Strom's he replaceable. he yeah he's going to be a third line center. Yeah. And if I don't really think if he's if he's going to want around four million plus as a third line center, it's like. It would be a better timeline if it was like Taze was declining so much that he's going to become the third line center sooner than that, then it would work. But Taze is still would be like a first, second line center for the next no, like three yeah, years. I think Taze is still going to be at least the rest of this contract. He's a top, top six center. Like he'll be in absolutely. The top two. Yeah. Um, Strom, I just don't think like he's not what he's not on the first line power play. He wouldn't be in the top six. Like, I don't think he should get more than like two million. And I don't, yeah. I mean, I don't know if like if I was Bowman, I would try to give him get him to sign like a, a prove it deal. Like, okay, yeah, you had one good exactly. year, you had one good year when we brought you in. 
you had one like not impressed like honestly forgot half the time he was on that team because he's just he was unimpressive this last season yeah I mean Debrink had kind of did the same thing they both yeah just had that kind of a year and it's really shitty that they did it at the same time yeah but they didn't they didn't help each other like they did the year before really I mean Strom's got that history too of like kind of just not being that guy I mean he would I don't know if it's just because he was what he was the third overall during uh, the McDavid draft, right? Yeah. So I don't know if it's just because uh, that draft was so high expectations there or something, but I don't know. He just he just never seems like he was going to be that guy or that top tier end player. But I don't yeah. know. Um, so I think the only out of all the RFAs that we have to sign, you have to make uh, Kubalik the priority. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think. That's, if they need to move anything, I think they would move Saad as much as like I would love to keep Saad, but I don't think we are able to keep Saad after this year. He's he already had a six million dollar contract, and he's he only makes the most sense. Yeah, and he had an he had a great bounce back year this past this past year. Like he looked good. Like it yeah. would suck to move him, but that six million dollars right there would do so much more for this team. Than... If you package a, like a fucking Saad in our first, we might be able to move up in the draft. But I mean. How uh, is the buyout window still open or? I'm sure it is. Because I know there was talks about Mata and Zach Smith, who, again, just looking at Capron, as a, I just remember he was on that team. Oh, Zach Smith. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's, there's just so much, like, I don't want to call them dead weight, but it's just guys that you know they don't have a role on this team, but we can't do anything with them. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Mata's getting paid for, like, a top four defenseman, and I don't think he's really a top four defenseman. I think he's, like, a, a fifth, sixth kind of guy. That was a Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh sign deal, right? That wasn't us that yeah. signed with that? No, okay. that was Pittsburgh. That was it, was it was just Cahoon for him straight up. Yeah. I think, unless it was a pick or something involved. I think there was a pick in there. So, yeah. Oh, is that why we have a – oh, wait, what's this second rounder that we have? <clears throat> oh, no, no, no. Okay, never mind. I was going to say we have Pittsburgh's second rounder, but that second round pick that we got that's Pittsburgh's is the one that we got in the um, laner trade with Vegas. So we got Pittsburgh gave that trade. Pittsburgh gave that pick to Vegas as future considerations for in like take Flurry instead of Murray. Yeah, and then they gave us that pick when we traded them Laner. Yeah, um, we we traded Cahoon and twenty nineteen fifth round pick, which was originally Tampa Bay's one hundred fifty one overall. One hundred fifty one. Yeah, one. <laughs> I stuttered there. My bad. That was, that was good. One. <laughs> I like that number. It's a good number. <laughs> One. Yeah. yeah, like, this is going to be, I mean, this is the fun part of the year, man. Shit's got to get creative. And like I said, you, you might be seeing some of these guys might not even get a deal because maybe we can, we have to move them Draft to a team deadline. like Detroit. Yeah. Draft deadline trade. And are you – are you concerned at all that there really hasn't been any like news that Kubelik's been talking with, you know, the Hawks? Like, there's no, there's been no RFA, any, none of these RFAs. I don't think I've heard anything about negotiations. Yeah, I don't know. I 
I like I, I feel like the Hawks might just be waiting to see if there's any deals to be made during the draft. Yeah. And then they can kind of see where they are money wise, like when the re-signing phase comes in. But I don't know. It's <laughs> I wish I could I wish I knew. It's kind of right. like the thing where like players are unfit to play. It's like I really wish I knew what they were. What does what it they mean? Had. Like, why did you say that? Um, what is it? What does it mean? But so while we're waiting for RFA news, Bowman goes and does a Bowman move. So, you know, totally stop. Cool. You hear me, stop if you heard me this one before. Stan Bowman traded for a former Blackhawk. That's right. Brandon former Peary. Blackhawk, great. Brandon Peary comes over from Vegas in exchange for Dylan Sakura. So I think it's safe to say you and Dice win that bet. There's no way he's going to score five goals as a Blackhawk. Yeah, it was fucking safe to say it if there was a full 82 game season like he's gonna go off if he cracks that roster he's gonna go off for 50 goals like watch it he's gonna be, he's gonna be we looked this up already he's gonna be yeah. playing for the henderson silver knights and he's yeah. gonna be there for a while like i don't think he cracks that lineup he's so I just, small i just i don't get it i don't get what what that move was for um i think it's more of like a depth thing like if we have any injuries, Brandon Perry is not bad. Like at least he can fucking score. No, it's score. not bad. Yeah, he could just... score. You know who can't score? Dylan Sakura. Dylan Sakura. <laughs> <laughs> you literally gave out a guy that can't score at the NHL level for a guy that only can score <laughs> and doesn't get assists. <laughs> it's so funny that Perry, like when he got traded from us the first time, he pretty much went to Bowman and said, "Play me or trade me," and then, whoop, he's gone. And, so I mean. I like I honestly I think we win the trade. <laughs> I mean, I I have no problem with him. I just I didn't understand it at the time, but then it's talking about the RFAs and all that kind of stuff. It's he's a good guy you could plug into one of those guys' spots that if we can't bring him back. So I mean, and he's, he's only he's only seven hundred and seventy five thousand dollars too. Yeah, it's real cheap. We also oh, okay yeah we also have this one that one guy coming in, uh, Pius Suter is going to yeah, be coming in this season too in this season as well. And there's Chalupa. that Matt, Matt Chalupa. Chalupa Batman. Chalupa. Yeah. Chalupa Batman. Like, like it's the thing. Like, it, it's a, it's a cab-strapped year, and I feel like as much as it would suck, I think Kublik is number one goal. We have $7 million to sign Kublik. And, like, I think 4.5 is good. You know, maybe two years, 4.5. And then that's when, like I said before, with Cuckoo, it's like a bunch of money comes off the books unless you make like deals beforehand, then he can get more, especially since like, it's just one season, 30 goals. Like hopefully he can do it again next year. You know, like then he kind of gives himself more money. If he just does like a two year deal, it's going to be like, like a, a, a Panarin situation. Yeah. And the thing was like, I like Kajula, but I, Kajula is an energy guy and you kind of get that with a lot of AHL guys too, that, like, maybe they don't have as much of a scoring touch, but, like, they're out there to bang, and, like, they know they're not going to score. They're going to just go fucking be energy as shit. And don't forget, and we, Strom, have Shaw, we have Shaw, yeah. too. That this is yeah, same, exactly. the same player. And, you gotta, and then you got Strom, like I said. Like, I think you offer him a deal, and if he doesn't take it, you just say, okay, we'll see what happens. And you got these other guys that you just signed in the offseason that are on cheap deals from Europe. And you're like, okay, well, now you have a there's an an extra roster spot right here. Like you guys fucking fight for it. 
let's see, like this Pius Tudor guy is apparently a center as well. So like, hey, yeah, there's a third line center spot open if you are looking to be basically the next Kuba League. <laughs> it's it's a little tough though. Like as much as I'm excited for these guys, like I think they could their game could translate well to to the NHL and fit the Hawks, especially what they're doing because I mean our European and overseas scouts do an awesome job. It, the only thing I'd be concerned about is if we're putting too much into that young unproven basket of the of the overseas player that's but we don't we don't have like that much of a risk it's not like no, we're yeah. like a, a bubble team or a championship team we're kind of like on the bubble of a bubble team right like like that's what we we were literally 20 what 23 out of 24 teams in the playoffs right. like yeah it's not like we were just outside looking in we were pretty what far outside we... and got lucky but what i was mentioning before like before we started recording was like i can also almost see like if we try and trade up in the draft like giving up our 17th, giving up a, the signing rights to like Strom and then maybe somebody like Bowden where you kind of give them like a forward and like a defensive prospect that are kind of around the same age and if, and our first, I like in depending on what team it is, like, I don't know, like I could see some teams going for that and then maybe we can draft that fucking goalie or we get somebody even better. That goal is going to be good though. Yeah. He's a full. He's, right he's, he's not gonna. He's not gonna. He's not gonna step right in though. That's no, the he's thing. not. Like, that's, that's the not. thing. Yeah, but it's like if there was a. I mean, if this is the time. I feel like we should have taken the shot at trying to find our future goalie like maybe three years ago. Mm-hmm. But if there's a time to do it, now's the time. Like we're more in that transition period and all that kind of stuff. Like that kid Absolutely. is filthy. What was his name again? Oh, uh, Askarov. Yes, Askarov. Yeah, and he's like he's like a he's a weird goalie too. Catches with his right hand. Or yeah, it's even weirder. Yeah, like <laughs> oh, I forgot we have that Wyatt Kalina kid coming in too, the Flyers prospect that we signed. Oh yeah, we have a lot of defensive prospects, and so I can see them easily trading somebody. And I, I just really hope that the only ones that are super protected are Boquist and Ian Mitchell. Yeah, because I'm so excited for when Boquist becomes like an NHL regular and is basically the offensive like forward, and then. Ian Mitchell comes in and is basically the next Duncan Keith where he's playing both sides of the ice and he's out there for 90 minutes in a 60 minute game. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. That's but, like, you know, yeah, too. It's, it's like, we're getting to that point too, that they need to, to trust these younger defensemen to step up. Like they need to not be like, okay, well, okay, this didn't go right. Keith, get out there kind of thing. It's like, no, you got to let these kids yeah. experience. They're going to make Keith. mistakes. Keith really needs to kind of like step. I, I know he's not going to, and he 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 won't. But he almost needs to step back to like that second pairing, possibly even a third pairing, and like come up when you really need him type of situation to like let these kids test the waters and then like get that experience. Because when they're sitting behind, like sitting in the third pairing, getting third pairing minutes, they're never yeah. going to get the chance they, they they need to get NHL ready. Just getting super sheltered and everything. Like having, having, if you have Boquist on that first line power play, then it's, you, you let them do it. You don't just like give them like two chances in a game. Like you let them do it. You let them get comfortable there. And I'm sure you see a lot of that shit. Like we were seeing it last year. He was doing just a fake slap shot pass back door. And it was just like, Boquist looks like he's like a natural out yeah. there. And then, and then you don't see him. And you're just like, oh, where, where'd he go? Oh, he had a couple bad plays. So now he's sitting on the bench. It's like, you get you gotta realize it's gonna it's gonna happen. The young guys are gonna make bad plays, but you can't just 
fucking pull this the chain out. Yeah, them. this is the year to do it. Like I said, it's a good. Tr- we're in the transition period. It's the time to make a mistake. It's not like we have a Stanley Cup that we are. We have it's like it's ours to lose type of situation. You gotta yeah. let these kids go, and Colleton's gotta let the let the kids play. If it's Colleton, even who gets to make that call? I think yeah. I mean, if if anything, he would have been fired already. He's definitely gonna be staying in there. No, I mean like Bowman, oh, you... puppet master, oh, like my gotcha, coach. Gotcha. I'm telling you how to set the lineup type of thing. Like, makes sense. But, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's always exciting, even if it's gonna be probably a shitty year again. Like, hey, we made the playoffs this year. Like, we knocked out fucking McDavid and Drysital. It's just so I, weird. I didn't, I didn't say the Edmonton Oilers. We just knocked out at McDavid and Drysaddle. That's, yeah. oh, that's, yeah. that's what that team is. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. But yeah, like it's we just has like some shitty fucking deals, man. Like that's what happens. Yeah, I so frustrating. <laughs> it is, but it, it's the craziest thing because we have nothing over. I mean, we have one deal over three years from now, and that's Seabrook. And so. That's even- and does he get so? Does he get buried in LTIR, or do we try to find like I think to he, possibly take him? I think him he or? comes. Like that's the other thing. Like I'm saying, we have all these like defensive prospects. Like maybe you just you give Seabrook and a defensive prospect. You basically pull a Terravine in, but like not with our best prospect, right? <laughs> <laughs> I really hope we don't do that. Like oh. um Hey Ottawa, here we'll give you Seabrook if you, oh, we'll give you Doc if you take Seabrook. It's like yeah. no, 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 no. 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 I don't think uh, Otto would take that. I don't think Eugene is in the right mind place to uh, to accept that. Unless Seabrook's contract is fully front loaded, <laughs> and he pays like no almost no real dollars. Oh my god! It's yeah, just, only, it is so gonna, crazy. He's think. already got his signing bonus probably paid, so he only own or he only needs a million dollars this year, and then it's six million, five million, four point five. Their contracts are so weird, man. Yeah, it's funny shit. But it's great to know, like, because I know looking at like the fucking time hop app, and it's like, oh yeah, hockey season's back, everything's bright in the world, and it's like. Well, it's at least it's getting replaced with free agency and the draft and all the like the, the, the yeah. second best part of like the NHL, good stuff. third best part of the season. So wait, is it, the draft is just next week, right? That's Tuesday. Oh my god, it feels so weird. Right? <laughs> it's like the finals just ended, and then you get to like basically stretch back, and then you're like, all right, <laughs> draft time. <laughs> like, and then like, and the then you got two days of like roster baiting to whatever you get drafted. And yeah. then free agency starts. And yeah. Oh my God. It's gonna be there's so some, great. and there's some. It's gonna be insane because there's gonna be there's gonna have to be trades. Like there's so many teams that like are going to have to trade players, and there's teams like Ottawa and Detroit and uh, who the fuck else? Oh my God. There's another team that's just like down at the bottom, the Sabers. Oh God. God. Who's they all have thirty plus million in cap space. <laughs> The Sabres, Arizona, who says basically if anybody, if you want anybody in our roster that's over the age of 25, send them an offer. Like, I feel so bad for those 20 fans that they have out there. I I would feel so good if I was a player on their team that's over 25. Be like, yes, somebody offer for me. (laughs) But, I mean, like, this this free agency is going to be so interesting because it's like, I mean, there's some big names 
I mean, yep. you got Lundquist, Bufflin, Bobby Ryan. Yeah, but Bufflin still might not be coming back. Right. Yeah. Um, Bobby also, Ryan. I like how you said Bobby Ryan is a big name. Yeah, he this, is. A, I if, mean, if this, he if is this was twenty ten, like twenty, like, like I don't know. I think he still is a big name, especially with the story that he he's coming back from and all that kind yeah. of stuff. I think it's he's making a name for himself again. Uh, yeah. Petrangelo, and also Cat Friendly has him ranked number three on the list. Well, it's just not. Nah, nah. it's by it's by salary cap <laughs> <laughs> um brett uh holtby taylor hall crawford uh mika koivu who was not a big name but it's a surprisingly a surprising buyout right there he might even not even play i'm pretty no, sure i yeah tyson berry wait he didn't get bought out he's just not getting re-signed oh yeah you know no, he just he's just not getting re-signed. Oh, Minnesota okay. Minnesota just came out and we're like, gotcha. we're moving on. Gotcha. Okay. Same thing with uh, Craig Anderson. Ottawa's move Ottawa's moving on from him. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, crazy. roll uh, a million dollar offer to Lundquist, a million dollar offer to Anderson, and have the RPR one two. That's actually not a terrible idea. <laughs> I, I'm not even kidding. That's not a terrible <laughs> idea at all. Like Craig Anderson's not terrible. No, like, I like Ottawa's Craig just Anderson. bad. Also, Craig Anderson. Used to play for the Hawks. If you want to get the band back together, <laughs> he's from Chicago. I mean, he's from Chicago, didn't Isn't he? Or he's oh, from he Illinois, got... at least. Yeah, he's from Park Ridge. Yeah, but he was on the Hawks. When the fuck was he on the Hawks? I thought he was on the Hawks. I swear, yeah, to no, God, he was he, he was. It was like the dark years. It was like right before. Okay. It was like right when Crawford, I think, was starting to come up. Like it doesn't even Crawford show. Where's his fucking? It doesn't even show his contract history. What? <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh my God, cat friendly! Why do you do this to me? All right, either way. Just oh, you know you. what? He was probably because he tried. He signed. It's fine. Oh two. It's, fine. it's okay. Oh, yeah, Craig two Anderson used to play for the Hawks. Oh six. He's got a total of fifty-six games played for the Hawks. So we could make it fifty-seven plus. <laughs> I honestly, I, yeah, I wouldn't hate that. I mean. That it literally okay, like we said, seven point eight, two million, boom, there we go. So then we got five point eight, and that's Cuckoo, Kubalik, Kajula, Strom. And you know, you know, a contract's getting moved. How it gets moved, we don't know. But it, you, I mean, you have to be an idiot not to think that one of these contracts on our books getting moved, whether it's a Zach Smith, Alimada, Assad, Jimmy, Jimmy Howard's also up too. Jimmy Howard, yeah. But I would, I, would, I honestly like, I would. I would throw one million dollar contracts at every goalie. Every goalie that's like, fuck. I'd even throw a three point five at Anton Kudobin. Does, <laughs> but I'm sure he gets a, like a, a deal before he even gets oh, to the I, agency. Just seeing like the behind the scenes of him this during this playoff in the bubble, I would love to have that guy on the Hawks just to get like Blackhawk TV of him, like that video of him laughing like with the guy like. Oh yeah. Away. Oh my god, I was dying. He's such a weird – he is a definition, like, of – why would you say goalies are weird? Doby. <laughs> yeah, watch him. He's like the – he's just such a typical Russian. I just expect him to always be walking around in the Adidas track suit, like, all the time. <laughs> it's the best. But, yeah, so <laughs> goalies I would throw a million dollars at. <laughs> Lundqvist can have some cool Hawks pads, too. Lundqvist, yeah. I'd throw a million dollars at Anderson. I'd throw – Fucking, I would laugh if the if somehow I don't. So last year, I don't even know how they got Laner for five million. Because I was like, what? He just yeah. was a Vesna finalist, but okay. So just 
throw Holpi a 3.5 <laughs> like deal. One year, 3.5? This might be the year to do it because you know what? How many of these guys that can say, you know what? I can take two, three years while we wait for this cap to go back up. Play so I can just, you know, make my money and then cash out for the Ugh. big time. But I've, all right. So going back to like the big UFAs that you were talking about, there is like Tory Krug is going to be. A, no, he's 29. No shit. Why did I? Okay. I misread something then. Dude, I he's thought, been in the league. No, for he's trading. No, yeah. He's straight. They're, they're talking about trading his rights. And I always, when oh. I hear that, I automatically think RFA. But no, yeah, right. yeah. You only get like a fifth or sixth or seventh for that. And that's only to be like, okay, now we can offer you yeah. an eight year deal. I, think or I don't even know if that's right. I think it's Florida. Only seven. Florida, I guess, was big in play on trying to get his rights. Just signing well, rights. Let's see. Mike Hoffman's a big name. Uh, fucking. Wait, is Galchenyuk still? Jesus Christ. What a shit show. <laughs> what else? Tyson Berry, if you just want a forward playing defense for whatever reason. Wayne Simmons. Sammy Botnan is not terrible. I actually wouldn't mind a Wayne Simmons either for like a really like good price. Wayne Simmons? No. Dude, Wayne Simmons, I don't understand why he just doesn't want to get paid. He had a fucking five-year deal at less than four million. Oh. He's just a, a a bruising kind of guy. And then he signs a one-year deal, five million, or yeah, one-year five million. Well, I mean, his style plays like going out the window, though. He also signed it with Jersey, <laughs> and they got traded to Buffalo because Buffalo thought they had a chance to make the playoffs. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> just seeing like God, what a piece dead of shit organization. Organization. You know what? Let's let's fucking sort by goals. Who had the most goals? Hoffman, Dadnoff, Toffoli, Craig Smith, Nemesnikov, Carl Soderberg, Granlund, Paul. Does Hoffman get like a bad rep still because trampling. of his because of his uh, his girlfriend or his fiance or whoever that was that whole Carlson situation? They weren't together anymore. Uh, but I don't know. I yeah, don't really. <laughs> I don't deal with. I just, that kind I, of shit. I just wonder if that really ever that kind of stuff comes in play with that. Ooh, Joe Thornton's a free agent too. He's gonna sign. He's got his blank check. Oh yeah, in San Jose. San Jose, which I don't know why he would go there again because they're not gonna compete. Bring he wants back Gustafson. <laughs> Bring back Gustafson. Joe Thorne signs with Boston. Oh, that'd be hilarious. Then they get to the cup. Then somehow San Jose makes a run, goes to the cup first. Boston and San Jose beats Boston. I don't God, know how I like a lot of the. It's such a shitty year. I don't know how any of these older guys are gonna like find any money anywhere unless it's like cheaper deals. Because like you know, teams are gonna be like, uh, we're not gonna throw a ton of money at an older player when we have younger guys that we need to sign pretty soon. What do you think a Taylor Hall does? Like he truly gets screwed in this situation. Like Taylor Hall goes to Buffalo. <sighs> Taylor Hall in Buffalo with fucking Jack Eichel though. The Jack Eichel's asking for a trade. Yeah, uh, or Taylor Hall. <laughs> <laughs> he's just—he's the actually the one behind the desk, just making the calls. He's like, yeah. "Hey, Taylor." He's like, "Who's this?" <laughs> it's Jack. <laughs> Fucking who's Jack? <laughs> it's Ike's man. <laughs> I'm signing you. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. God. <laughs> I just. I just I know how bad like I always think how bad the Hawks have right now with their cap situation and all that kind of stuff. But then I feel like, well then there's Buffalo. 
I, and there's Arizona, and then there's Ottawa, and it could be hmm. so much worse. Fucking gotta love it. Gotta love it. I yeah. I just can't wait. <laughs> I can so, talk about I can talk about possibilities during free agency and like drafting. Always love talking about right, drafting. So what day? What day is the ninth? I don't know. Quick. <laughs> the ninth. So, so the ninth is that's so Friday. That, is that when free agency opens? That's, or is yeah, that it opens? End? Yeah, okay. that's when the free agency opens. So and the draft pro- is on the sixth, right? Yes, it's on Tuesday. Okay. And did you see that the NHL sent every first round draft pick like all of the teams' hats? Just so, in case. Just in case. Like they sent Lafreniere all the team's oh, hats. Yeah. If for whatever reason the Rangers trade it, which honestly, oh. if I if I'm a team that kind of like Ottawa or something like that, and the Rangers don't super need Lafreniere, and you can make the Rangers a little bit better right now. And maybe give them a lot of shit. That's what I wanted to see. I would fucking totally do it. <laughs> the Rangers, the Rangers have like twelve million dollars in cap space. That's just on buyouts. Yeah, but that's only how for many this years? Year, though, too. Is it only this year? Well, this year's twelve million, and it goes down to four next year. So by the time that all their buyout history is like done, yeah, they have a three-year buyout window. Right yeah, now. it'll be time for Lafreniere to get resigned. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. So I mean, I don't see them. I don't see them moving in. I, I, mean, I, I yeah, I think they, crazy I, things have happened. I know. I think they would be very dumb unless they're getting a just stupid package. Yeah, and a stupid package would be amazing to see. Yeah. Oh, could you imagine a stupid package? <laughs> so, mm, I think the goal here. So I think we'll. Uh, we're going to wrap this up here in a second, but I think we'll try to record either Wednesday or – no, probably, probably – After record, the draft? Yeah, thir- Wednesday after the draft or Thursday. Break down what happened in the draft because I guarantee you there's going to be a lot of crazy moves. I don't know crazy, but there will be moves made. I'm sure the Hawks will make some move. I feel like they always do, like, something during the draft, whether it's, hey, we'll take, <laughs> we'll take your two-fourths for our third. Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> but I think after after Wednesday, the the free agency picture is going to look a lot more clear, like what the route's going to be. So yeah, I'll I, yeah if down. anything, you you might see some of these contracts move during the draft too. I fucking wish it was. I wish can free agency start on like a Saturday for once, so it's like I can like we can sit here, we can record live while while everything's going on. Uh, I can record live. <laughs> I still don't. Oh oh. Completely not hockey related. I got called um, to go back to my job. And then I got a call the next day that said, oh, we actually can't offer you the job because we forgot that we have to go down by seniority and I'm last on the list. But I was the first <laughs> one they wanted to call. So it was great. <laughs> oh, that sucks. So I get to hang out in New Mexico a little bit longer. So it's all, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, right. I think New Mexico is better than fucking Chicago at this point. but Yeah, but there's no hockey. Yeah, that's fair. That was very fair. That's, um, hey, let's start the rumor. Phoenix is moving to Albuquerque, and then I'll be here. <laughs> Albuquerque Isotopes. That's actually the uh, the minor league baseball. I know. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty great. Oh man! So, any you got any final thoughts you want to throw out there? Hockey? Um, or not? I no. I mean, I'm just that was great. I can't wait for pre like like 
all the crazy offseason shit because it's just it can only get weirder right now right because it's, it's 2020 still it can only get weirder and it's gonna get weirder just because this whole flat cap thing and it's like i'm just so so much hockey coming up between not on tuesday until the end of the expansion draft in next year yeah like oh my God. you think about I'm, that though it's less than like less than a year before the expansion draft alleged supposedly because they're still oh, trying to go true. for a late summer to finish the to the finish the cup in the late summer so okay. the expansion draft would be like august possibly oh, that'd be sick uh, i'm okay i'm just also fingers crossed that the hawks don't do something stupid just please just don't do something stupid <laughs> please uh, don't, don't do even, something stupid so I'm going to say goodbye, Zach Smith. You know, goodbye, all the players I don't want to see moved. Or I do want to see moved. So hopefully I'll put that out there in the universe. <laughs> it's really it's really sad to see you go, Patrick Kane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan really Taves, you had see... so much more to offer. Uh, Kublik just went back to Europe instead. Like <laughs> It's all bad. I don't right. know. Right, I don't so want to put that. I'm going to end this right here. Does Kublik get traded at the draft? No. No. Good. All right. I think if anybody gets traded, Strom. I think Strom would get traded. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what episode? If if Strom Strom gets traded, then our original bashing two years ago paid off. Yeah. Right. So (laughs) the two year, two years ago during the preseason. Yeah. So, um, this is episode 110. Um, what do you want to call it? Uh, jeez. I had usually have something I can call it, but we've it, used all every all variations of "we're back." We're recording again, I think. So <laughs> it's the the pre-COVID draft. <laughs> I don't know the the so Pat Maroon is a is a two-time Stanley Cup champion. Fucking <laughs> twenty twenty silly season. Let's hmm. go. Jan Ruda is a Stanley Cup champion. Oh yeah. That's not the title, but that's we lost that trade. That's official. Yeah, that's true. So all right, so who wins Canada, the Norris next year? We don't actually lose the trade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So for Tanner and Jerem, this is episode 110, 2020 silly season. Hell yeah. Buckle up, guys. We're in for we're in for a fun ride the next week. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. All right, love you boys. Bye. Bye. The Windy City Benders Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And follow the boys on socials at WCB Podcast.